Hello, you're listening to The Short Story, the daily podcast that will help you make sense of what is happening in STOs and crypto assets. My name is Stefan Lösch. Today's podcast is about a slightly tangential topic, namely about proof of work and 51% attacks. Now, this is obviously not entirely to do with uh, security tokens, but to the extent that those tokens run on proof-of-work chains, and at the moment Ethereum still is a proof-of-work chain, this is nevertheless important because it, uh, well, it affects the finality of uh, token transactions. So, what happened? This all happened on Ethereum Classic, and if you remember, um, Ethereum Classic is the fork of the Ethereum chain, um, or rather the non-fork, the original chain that stuck around after the Ethereum chain decided to undo uh, the damage done by the DAO hack. But it's like a minor chain of Ethereum, it's not the big chain on which Vitalik is uh, working. Now, we know that in proof of work, um, the mining cost must be somehow commensurate with the mining reward. Um, there is a certain relationship that depends on the mining cost curve um, and all the like. But, um, I mean, the one thing that is clear is that the mining cost should not exceed the re reward because otherwise the miners uh, will go out. The mining cost can be lower than the reward because miners uh, do need to make a profit, of course. So this means if you have a small chain, small in the sense of low market cap chain or rather low mining reward chain, then this also means that there is um, comparatively little mining capacity attached to the chain. And this is partic particularly important if there is a big chain around like Ethereum that uh, requires a lot of mining capacity. So there might be a lot of uh, a bit of spare mining capacity around that can be reallocated from the big chain to the small chain. So what happened here is that someone simply rented enough uh, mining capacity to uh, outmine the remainder of the Ethereum mining community, which means he had more than uh, 51%, hence 51% attack. She was doing this for about uh, 12 hours, and I think she mined around uh, 4,000 blocks in this uh, period. Now, the way the, the attack worked was the following. There was just uh, the, the hacker sent uh, around $5 million to, uh, to an exchange. And then on the exchange, exchange it to Bitcoin or whatever. Uh, this is not clear uh, at this point, or at least not from the article. And then uh, withdrew it, probably just withdrew the Bitcoin, possibly withdrew it in cash, but more likely just uh, withdrew the Bitcoin because this can be done uh, anonymously. So, after 12 hours, these 5.6 million had been sent to the, uh, to the exchange, had been exchanged into something else, and they had been withdrawn from the exchange, means that also they had disappeared from the Ethereum Classic chain as far as the attacker was concerned. Now, all these transactions happened on the original chain, but there was obviously this parallel chain the, uh, that the uh, attacker was mining, and um, that this parallel chain, because it was longer or rather had more, uh, more proof of work attached to it, um, ultimately replaced uh, the original chain. And on the original chain, 
um, the funds that had been sent to the exchange had simply be sent to other addresses. Why is this important? Well, if they hadn't been sent to other addresses, if they would still be there, the miner could have just said, well, I don't send the, the transactions to the fund. Uh, the miner could have just represent, re, yeah, represented the, uh, the signed transaction, uh, put it into the mempool, and it would still have been mined. It would have been mined later after the attack chain. But now it couldn't be mined anymore because these funds had been sent somewhere else and this means uh, they had disappeared from the uh, from the original chain and because they had disappeared they couldn't be sent anymore now one interesting snippet is that apparently the the, the attacker paid um, almost $200,000 in bitcoin uh for the mining capacity they used um, whilst they only got uh, something like $13,000 or so in mining reward uh, for these 12 hours. Now, this is quite surprising because this means they really massively, massively overpaid uh, for the mining uh, capacity. Remember, as I said before, normally the cost of mining should not really exceed the, uh, the mining reward, Other peop otherwise people are drop out. Of course, if you run an attack like this, you might choose to somewhat overpay uh, because, well, you need this mining capacity, you need it then, and so you're willing to pay a premium for it because you make money otherwise. But still, a factor of, uh, what, uh, more than 10 times was surprising to me. It's also worth pointing out that this is not a new attack. This has happened before, and apparently this has happened even in bigger sizes. And there's an interesting uh, paper from uh, February 2020 that actually describes pretty much uh, the modus operandi of this um, attack uh, in detail. And also, as the paper points out, um, it is this attack is effectively cost-free. Well, it is cost-free in a market if you have liquid uh, uh, a liquid market for mining capacity. So if you can buy your mining capacity at cost, is well, whilst you pay for the extra mining capacity that you put into the system, you earn this uh, money back in terms of the mining reward, and um, so you're all good. Also, it is worth uh, pointing out that um, there are mitigation me mechanisms for this kind of attack. Notably, if you tie your chain to a bigger chain with a bigger proof of work, then um, then you can do this. And apparently, uh, Dogecoin does this with Litecoin. But you have other problems with this approach that I don't want to get into this. Um, that are, for example, related to what happens when you have a reorg on the major chain, because then obviously suddenly this invalidates your minor chain and stuff. But well, these are again, these are problems that you can sort out. It is also worth pointing out that the major chains or the big chains are not susceptible to this kind of um, attack, simply because there's not enough mining capacity uh, around that would, um, well, that, that could be applied to this. And also chains that use an unusual mining algorithm that cannot be um, executed with modern with standard mining hardware are also not uh, susceptible to this attack. Uh, last but not least, uh, proof of stake chains and Ethereum 2.0 will be a proof of stake chains. 
um, are also not susceptible to the attack. So this is specifically about uh, proof-of-work chains. What is, however, susceptible to this attack, particularly susceptible to this attack, is uh, proof-of-work chains that have a lot of value stored on top of the chain because, um, well, that's sort of a well-known uh, problem that if the chain has a market cap of, I don't know, a, a billion dollars, but you have $100 billion dollars of tokens worth on it, then obviously the mining reward is going to be relatively small uh, compared to the value stored on the chain, and you can probably do... Uh, so, so attacking the chain is going to be relatively cheap. It's also worth uh, pointing out that there's really no safe time limit after which you could say that transactions are safe because an attacker could really run a continuous attack like this, a continuous reorganization attack like this for a day, two days, three days, a week. Obviously, they pay quite a lot of fees, but they can also make quite a lot of money um, in this time. So, well, the issue there is really in this situation, there is not a safe settlement time frame. And this obviously has um, implications for security tokens that even after a few days, you're not sure whether your non-atomic security transaction has settled. Now, if all your transactions are atomic, um, this is a slightly different story because um, if they're all atomic, then, well, both sides of the swap are going to be undone. But obviously, there are probably always going to be some ways where you're going to leave the chain, so ultimately uh, you're probably not going to run this whole thing atomically. Anyway, quite an interesting attack and uh, quite profitable, uh, $5 million after costs at least. Um, so, well, let's see uh, whether we're going to see more of those. Otherwise, thanks for listening and uh, hope to see you the next time. Bye.